very warm welcome to today's episode of The Enthusiasm Co. Today I am chatting to Melanie Johnson, an eco-conscious illustrator and designer. On Melanie's website she describes herself as a lover of bright colours, joyful things, good surf and nice people. So you can see why I desperately wanted to chat to her today. She's an illustrator, a designer and a magazine creator. She creates Spellbound which is absolutely brilliant and beautiful and I absolutely love it. And issue two I think has just gone to print so that's very very exciting i chatted to melanie all about kind of her approach to life to illustration how she got where she is she loves about being close to the water so much and kind of just chatted to people about what they're enthusiastic about because spellbound is kind of her passion project where she talks to other people that inspire her and so it was just a really lovely conversation about inspiration and creativity and optimism and i absolutely loved it i hope you enjoy well hello mel hi hello thank you so much for coming on how are you doing i'm doing really well it's really lovely to be chatting with you thank you so much we were just saying before we hit record that i'm worried that i've forgotten how to talk to people during the pandemic so hopefully this conversation will go okay and i've not forgotten how to have human interactions (laughs) yeah and i was saying that i miss it i miss talking to people and you know being around other people so it's really lovely Oh, I'm so excited to chat to you. Just for people who uh, are not aware of your genius quite yet, but will be after this um, recording, could you just tell people who you are and what you do? Yes. So my name is Melanie and I am French, but I live in the UK and I'm an illustrator and graphic designer. And my work is really colourful and fun and joyful. And I work with a lot of brands in like all the creative industries, but try to focus uh, working with brands that are like sustainable or at least have like values really similar to mine. Yeah, in a nutshell, just do a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of gorgeous, gorgeous things. I mean, that segues really well into the first question that I ask all my guests, which is what are you enthusiastic about in work? So many things. I'm really excited at the moment. And, and it's weird because I felt like, Obviously, with a pandemic, I I did have a dip in, you know, with work at the beginning. But mm-hmm. actually, I did meet a lot of people that were starting really exciting businesses and sustainable ones as well. So I've been working on projects that are really, really exciting. I think I get really excited, like meeting. So it's the same thing. It comes back to meeting people and meeting clients and hearing their stories and helping them, you know, create their products or whatever they want to do. So I just get really excited doing that kind of projects and I've been doing a lot of them. So it's really cool. Like it's not so much big brands, but small brands and small businesses. And I get really excited about those projects. What I really, really love about your approach I mean, is how it looks, obviously. It makes me want to throw out all the black and white in my wardrobe and wear bright colours every day because your use of pattern and colour is just incredible. But what I really, really love about your work is how you show that you can have a really great, contemporary, beautiful style without compromising on ethics because your focus on kind of eco-conscious brands and it's very obvious from your work that you only align, you know, work with businesses that align with your values. And I absolutely love that your work shows that you don't have to compromise on one. You can have both, um, which I really, really love. Yeah. I think 
I think it's so important as well because it's the whole thing. I think of what it's changing now because I'm not the only one doing this. Like I think a lot of designers and illustrators are starting to align their work with the values and finding the right clients and making sure they like spreading the right messages or things that they care about as well. And I think we all want to do it in a way that is beautiful, or at least in our own aesthetic, because you can't really spread, you know, if you want to talk to people about something. If you can do it in a nice way and in a fun and joyful way and colorful way, it just the message will just go across better in a way. And I know I've had that a lot with with the people that I work with or the people that look at my work because so I'm an ambassador for Environment Stroll, which is like um, a charity that works towards getting plastic free period products to all people that menstruate amazing and I know that I do a lot of illustrations for them like that will share on my social media and stuff and it's so fun for me to try to create you know fun illustrations and colorful illustrations about a subject that I don't know I feel like I haven't seen a lot of illustrations about this and it's changing now but every time I do it and share things about that I know a lot of people just react really well to it. It's just more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Considering that the topics you tackle are, you know, as you say, very like grounded in reality and very serious in terms of like, you know, the climate crisis and things, I think your work leaves viewers really optimistic and hopeful. Your messaging is really joyful about topics which can be quite serious. So I completely agree. I think that seeing them in that way, which is, you know, not necessarily the way that we always see those messages is really inspiring, I think. Definitely. And I think I'm a really like optimistic person in general. So it's like, it, I wouldn't even think about trying to describe things. Like I just don't think it would help the conversation if we're all really doom and gloom. Like mm. I'd rather like, let's see the joy in this and yeah, make it more fun and not make it not annoying, but I, can't, I, I don't know which word I should use, but, you know, I want people to feel excited about uh, helping with those difficult kind of subjects and issues that we're facing. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So talking about kind of like developing your style as an illustrator and designer, what's kind of your, and I know this is one of those things, which is like an unanswerable question, like how did you develop your style? It's like, well, it just developed, but what's your process been as an illustrator like how how did you start how long have you been doing it how did you get to where you are now I guess yeah so I didn't study illustration I studied graphic design so by trade I'm a graphic designer Mm -hmm. and I always loved illustration but I think when I was younger I felt like it wasn't going to be easy at all or if doable to be an illustrator and like make a living doing it yeah and you know I need to be a bit practical and think about how I can be happy, make a living and be creative. So I did a lot of graphic design for a few years after. So I studied for three years in Paris in in an art school. Did a lot of traveling after that, a lot of soul searching. And I, I was doing a lot of illustration just on the side, just because I love doing it. And when I moved to London around, I say five or six years ago now, I got a job as a graphic designer in a, at a travel company. It was a really fun job, and I ended up doing a lot of illustration for them just because naturally it was it was quite all the the work we were doing was quite fun and had to be quite kind of exciting visually so I would end up doing loads of collage and illustration for them and lecturing and things like that so I was 
kind of developing it as I was going along. Yeah. And after a year, I was like, oh, no, I'm done. I want to I want to do my own thing now. I want to, you know, be self-employed. And I had always wanted to be self-employed in a freelance because my mom was, I mean, is a graphic designer and she was freelance for her whole life as well. So I just love the lifestyle and I wanted to do my own thing. So when I left, I just ended up doing more of what I loved. I had more time for it. So a lot of lettering, a lot of illustration and um, little by little, I just ended up getting more and more people seeing my work on Instagram mainly and ended up getting clients and, you know, it all like kind of developed from there. It's just a bit magical. I don't really know how it happened, but it did. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I think, yeah, I mean, you've done exceptionally well in answering a question that I foregrounded as being unanswerable because I know it is, it's one of those <laughs> things, isn't it? It's a combination of, of timing and a little bit of magic and creativity and your own personal style and talent anyway. I just love listening to people talk about what they're enthusiastic about, but I love hearing about how they got there as well. It's always really magical to, to see what led them there, I guess. And one of the other things that you've mentioned that you are enthusiastic about in work is helping other creatives achieve their dreams. So I wondered if you could talk a bit about that and how you do that and why, I was going to say why you love that so much, but that's quite a stupid question, isn't it? Like you love it because it's great. (laughs) I think it all comes down to the fact that I've been, I've been feeling really lucky in the way my career is, you know, developed and how lucky I feel about my work and the the clients I get to work with and all the the amazing work I get to do. And I, I was like, I know so many other illustrators or graphic designers that struggle to get seen or to find the right jobs and the right clients. And I just, I feel like we all need to like be helping each other. And like, there's no, I don't feel really competitive. I think we all, there's a space for everyone. And I think it's something as time goes by, I've been trying to help other people more and like just share my knowledge and share what I've learned, even Mm -hmm. though it's been quite magical and quite like, I don't, you know, it's, yeah, it's hard to like think back and think, Oh, I did this. So that's why I got this. Or like, you don't know, it's just life. And you go along and you're like, wow, I'm here now. It's crazy. But I still want to share as much as my, as I can, you know, of my experience. So yeah, recently I created an online course that's basically I basically called it how to be a successful illustrator without losing your mind (laughs) about, you know, being successful and making a living and doing the work that you love, but without sacrificing uh, your mental health, which is quite important to me. And like Mm -hmm. the idea that I'm not working all the time and that I give myself a lot of time to do the things I love that not work because I do love my work. So sometimes it's tricky, but you know, so yeah, that online course, it, it was really, I don't know why I just, one day I was like, I want to do this and I want to put everything I know in there and help other people. If they feel like that's, that would work for them, if they're an illustrator or graphic designer and they want to be happy, make a living doing what they love and not lose it. And I've had such lovely feedback from people and I always get to talk to them as well afterwards, after the course, it's kind of an excuse to meet them as well, which I said, I'm missing connections. So it's nice (laughs) to talk to them, but yeah, it's been so lovely because sometimes we don't realize that we, we know a lot of things, you know, you can, you can help really help people just by sharing your experience. So that's been really rewarding. It's been really nice helping them get to their full potential and realize their dreams that way. I 
Love that so so much. I maybe that's what I need to do to talk to more people. Is create an online course. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Obviously. season of The Enthusiast & Co, I'm delighted to be working with Untitled Project to put some businesses and companies and brands on your radar that might not have been there before, but that are all incredible, crafty small businesses that are kind of run with real heart and soul. And today I'm delighted to be talking to you about the Small Business Collaborative. After spending over a decade selling in the home and gift industry, Therese noticed more small product-based businesses starting up and she felt passionate about sharing her knowledge and experience about selling to retail and helping those businesses grow. During 2020, there's been more support for shopping small and shopping local than in a long time. Many side hustles and businesses started during the lockdown, and this year will be all about continuing to grow and making these businesses sustainable for the future. Product-based business owners can do this by creating more revenue streams and getting more eyes on their products by selling to both independent and national retail stores. Wholesale can be very intimidating at the start, so Teresa's top tips are, one, make sure your product is ready to be sold in brick and mortar stores. Two, Get clear on all your costs before setting your retail and wholesale prices. Three, make it easy for retailers to buy from you by providing clear sales materials that include good images. And four, you are the best salesperson for your product. No one else will have the same passion and product knowledge as you, so allow that to shine through in everything you do. Yes, Therese. Therese offers courses, one-to-one mentoring, and a whole heap of free resources through her podcast, Let's Talk Shop, blog, Instagram, and Facebook group. Gone are the days when you must do it all on your own or piece together advice you found through hours of Googling. She's passionate about the retail industry and helping product-based business owners make more sales, increase their profit, and develop a strategy for growing their businesses with confidence. Find out more about how Therese can help you with your business via her website, smallbusinesscollaborative.co.uk, or drop her a DM over on Instagram at small underscore business underscore collaborative. Head to the show notes as well to see all of Therese's links. And so the next question that I have to ask is what are you enthusiastic about in play and you've said many gorgeous things that if I just close my eyes I could imagine myself there because you said being close to the water kite surfing and surfing which you live in Margate now don't you so the the sea definitely calls you doesn't it (laughs) yes well so that's funny because so I was raised in the suburbs of Paris, but it's not by the sea. And but I do have part of my family is from Corsica, which is an island in the Mediterranean, and I do spend a lot of time there. So I've always loved the sea, and I've always loved being in the water. So I travelled a lot, and I was often by the sea travelling. But when I moved to London, I didn't realise that it would actually affect me quite a lot, and being just in a such a big city I didn't realize at the time I was happy and you know it's London there's so much happening I don't know you're not really aware of the lack of nature I think and the lack of sea and seeing the horizon and stuff and when I moved to Margate which was almost three years ago now I'm losing you know concept of time um, (laughs) it really changed it's gonna sound really corny but it changed my life in so many ways because I was I just realized how amazing it is to be by the sea and how much I missed it. And I was like, I don't understand how I I wasn't by the sea before. I just, it's just so important to me. I ended up also, yes, I ended up starting kite surfing and surfing and doing all these things that I always kind of loved, but never started because in London, you can't do it, obviously. I mean, you yeah. could, but you have to travel when you know, it's different. Here is so immediate and you, you can just do it so easily. I'm eight months pregnant now, so I can't do it at the moment. But 
uh, you know, at any other time, I'm always in the water. Whenever it's windy, whenever there's waves, it's just something I really enjoy doing. And I really, it's just so important for me to do it, even for my creativity. I need to get out there and reset my brain to be happy and do my best work. So I completely agree. I grew up in Hull. So, well, near Hull. So that's again, near a river. So I kind of was always near water, but, but it wasn't water I could swim in or paddle in, you know, there was like a stony beach at most. So I never really realized how much I loved it until I moved to London, which is the only place I've ever wanted to live. And then not being near the water, I was exactly the same as you. I didn't realize how much I used it to like ground myself and connect with nature until I didn't have it anymore. And I was like, oh my God, where am I? What am I doing? This is awful. (laughs) Obviously I haven't gone kite surfing yet, but maybe that's the next step of my evolution. You should. It's amazing. And I think surfing and kite surfing is a really great segue into another one of your projects, which I can't believe I've not mentioned yet because I absolutely adore it so much, which is Spellbound, which is your magazine. Could you tell us, and the reason I say kind of surfing fits into it is because a couple of the articles, I think at least in in issue one, were kind of with people who were either surfers or kind of did stuff with water. So could you please talk a bit about Spellbound, how you came up with it, what the inspiration was and how beautiful it is. I just love it so much. I'm so glad you love it. So Spellbound is basically um, my biggest passion project to date because it is a lot of work to create a magazine. And it's something like I've always been obsessed with magazines, like printed magazines, ever since I was like a kid. And um, I used to make really odd ones on Illustrator when I was like 12. And it was quite funny. I was so proud. Like I remember one I made for school and the teacher spilled coffee on it. And I was so upset because it was like my life. I was like, you were like, my masterpiece, you've ruined it. Yes, uh, probably was, to be honest. So Spellbound came about. So I had the idea for it a few years ago. Like I had the name, like I had the idea of what I wanted it to be. But I didn't do it back then. I don't know. I can't remember why I didn't do it. I just felt like it was in the right time, maybe, or it just it didn't feel right. But I remember keeping all the, you know, I had written loads of notes about it and keeping them in a drawer and just getting on with my life. And yeah. uh, a year ago or so, um, was it a year? When did I launch? I launched the first issue last year. So it was probably a year and a half ago. I found all the papers again. I was like, oh, you know, I really want to do this. And when is it going to be the best time to do it? I don't know. So let's just do it. So I ended up doing it and it was just me and it's just me doing it. So it was just figuring out how I was going to get in touch with people that I admire and how I was going to chat with them, what it was going to look like, you know, how I was going to print it sustainably because I wanted to make sure and I want to make sure they'd done same thing, like according to my values and mm-hmm. making it a beautiful object, but still, you know, not destroying the planet as I go. So it was a crazy adventure. The first issue was yeah, a bit crazy, but the idea with the surfing as well and the kite surfing and why there's so many people in it that do that, it's just because Spellbound is an excuse for me to talk to people. It's the same thing. It feels like I just need to talk like I'm very lonely, <laughs> but I just love meeting people and talking with people and it was just a really good excuse to reach out to these people and be like hey can we chat about all these things and um yeah getting to know them and I'm just obsessed with surfers and divers and 
I just love hearing people's experiences. So yeah, for that first issue, I just reached out to illustrators, surfers, people that work in, you know, the environmental movement, like a lot of different things. And I've just finished the second issue. And it was the same thing, getting to chat with more people about things that they care about and I care about and sharing those conversations with everyone. So it's really exciting. I think one of the most wonderful things about Spellbound is the fact that the the process by which you kind of approach your collaborators is stuff that you love and just stuff that inspires you. But that stuff resonates so much. Like it it felt really cohesive, even though externally, I guess the only kind of cohesion is that it's all in, in your brain and it's all stuff you like. But the fact that it resonates with so many people across kind of boundaries, I absolutely love. And it is so beautifully made. It's so beautiful, in fact, that I didn't want to read it because I didn't even want to open the like spine because I was like if it cracks I'll be so sad but then I took it on a took it on a long train journey once last year and I just had the most magical time it's um I was actually getting the train back home to Hull and that's a journey I have done so many times in my six years in London and it's never gone as quickly as when I was reading Spellbound because I was just spellbound by it I was devouring every page I absolutely loved it it was so so beautiful and I cannot wait for issue two <laughs> I think what you're saying about being cohesive it was interesting because I do have like themes for each of them I mean the first one had like planet joy in mind and it gives me kind of a scope for me to ask questions to the people I'm talking to as well, like kind of staying in that so that we don't start talking about really random things. <laughs> um, but yeah, and design-wise, it was actually, you know, it was really tricky because by trade, I'm a graphic designer and then an illustrator and technically it should have been the easy bit designing it and illustrating it, you know, and doing that. But it was actually really hard because I was so into the the conversations. Like I was really happy with what people uh, had said and how it had gone that I was like, Oh, I don't want to distract from that. It was, it was finding a balance of making it really fun and having fun with the design and making it colorful and joyful and not overdoing it. You know, it was really interesting. I struggled with that more than, everything else but I'm, I'm happy and the second issue was a bit easier because it's different from the first but not too different you know it's the continuation but it still has new things that are a bit like more exciting about it and it, it was less daunting that for that second one I'd say but um, yeah 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 because you kind of got a, a roadmap haven't you to kind of yeah. follow that you can then make your own for the second edition that makes total sense I cannot wait for it to land on my doorstep I'm so excited I'm excited too And so one of the other things you said that you're enthusiastic about at play is finding time for the little things, which I think is so, so important. And ironic, actually, after we've just spoken about how I I wanted to find time for Spellbound and give it the most perfect time that I could to appreciate all in its glory. But I think that's so important as well, just taking the time to give yourself some space to just do the the little bits that kind of build up to be the big bits that, you know, enjoyment, joy, play, excitement, all of these things that we as adults don't always prioritise. But even just, you know, a couple of minutes every day, just taking some time for yourself can really add up to to make something much better, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, it's so important. And again, like I'm not must like a lot of people think I'm working all the time because I produce a lot of things, but I actually I'm so chill. Like it's so important <laughs> to really, you know, take it slow. And I mean, I'm sure I do take it. Like, I don't really realize. I just want to make sure that even if I'm working a lot, I don't feel like I'm working too much. You know, I want to make sure I, yeah, I keep time to do things that are fun 
and just reset my brain and just make me feel good because I don't want to just be working all the time and then take a week off. I'd rather have a really slow paced kind of working and being chill and having a bath in the middle of the day and then you know going in the garden and reading or what I don't know like it, I think it's really important to have a balance and um yeah and finding joy in those little things yeah completely and then my final question is what are you enthusiastic about in life so for people who haven't heard the podcast before the differentiation between kind of like play and life play is my word for hobbies really I just have a bad reaction to the word hobbies because I feel like, you know, I don't have any hobbies on paper. And so it makes me feel like I do nothing. And so play is kind of like your everyday stuff or his life is kind of like the bigger overarching stuff. And you've said some really gorgeous things. So you said nurturing your relationships, navigating motherhood and creativity, which is so exciting, taking care of yourself, enjoying every moment and having fun. And I absolutely love that as like an overarching values kind of driven thing how are you finding kind of living those values at the moment well so yeah it's interesting because I think with everything that's happened in the past year I've really wanted to like invest more in my all my friendships and all my relationships Mm. and obviously I haven't been able to but it's making me feel like it's something that needs to be on top of for the coming months and years I don't know I think we all realized how important it is and you know, how we're such social creatures and we need, we need to nurture those relationships and not just the relationships we have at home. Cause it's the same. I live with my partner. So this relationship is going really great and we we're closer <laughs> than ever, but I miss the other one, you know, the other ones you need to nurture as well, because they're so important. I've been missing that, but I'm looking forward to taking more time for that and not spending as much time with my, I mean, I want to spend, I always spend a lot of time with him. <laughs> I will always spend loads of time with him, but you know, everybody needs to have a balance of amazing people around them. When it comes to like motherhood and, and, and creativity and work. Well, so I, I mean, my baby is not there yet, but she's going to be there soon. And I'm just excited to, to see how it all feels and how my brain just, I hear that it's going to switch a little bit, which is nice. It'll probably switch to just focus on her for a while, which I'm excited about. But I'm also excited to see how in the coming months and years, I balance everything and how creative it makes me. And it's funny because it's something actually I talked about quite a bit in the new Spellbound with a few illustrators mm-hmm. about that balance of um, motherhood and, and creativity and, and work. And I'm really intrigued to see how it unfolds. But I think, so all these things are just important to me at the moment and they're on my mind. I really like that approach of kind of curiosity and intrigue and excitement to see where it where it leads you rather than kind of worrying what it will mean for the relationship of success that you have at the moment the relationship you have with success sorry at the moment I I think it's amazing that you're looking at it with excitement and kind of looking at it as a fun you know the next step in a new fun adventure rather than something that's going to like threaten what you've already got I think that's such a great attitude to have and I think we could all do better by having a lot a lot more of that attitude and like things are going to change for the better obviously because you've got a gorgeous baby girl coming which is so exciting but you know things are changes is brings with it new adventures and new challenges and new excitement and I just love that outlook I think that's so inspirational yeah, I don't, I really don't see it as a threat. And I think it, it's really because what we talked about earlier about me being really chill, even now, <laughs> yeah. like I, never, 
I never work myself to a point where I'm burning out. Like I've never done it. Even in art school, I remember a lot of students would, you know, work super late the night before having to give a project to the teacher or something, or they'd be like, oh my God. And I'd be like, I finished three days ago. Like I was probably this really annoying person. (laughs) I just, I'm quite organized and I like to have time to do things and I hate stressing out and I don't, I'm sure I work okay under pressure, but I just don't want to be under pressure. So I feel like in the way things have been going, I can definitely fit a baby in there. I know it's going to change things and it's going to slow me down in a nice way, but I know that eventually I can definitely work around her with her and it's just going to make it better. I don't, I don't really don't see it as a something that's going to hinder me or like, you know, it's just, I'm not scared of what it means. And I'm just excited to see how it's going to transform me into like a mama bear that like cares as much about, you know, the baby and the work and just like a mix. And I don't know, I don't know what it's going to do, but I'm excited to see. Oh my God. I am so excited for you as well. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for your time, Mel. It's been so gorgeous to chat to you. If people want to find more of your work and find more about Spellbound and your gorgeous illustration work, where can they find you online? So they can find me on Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm melanie.johnson, two S's because it's Swedish and not American. And (laughs) uh, on my website as well, which is just www.melaniejohnson.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mel. And best of luck for your upcoming baby girl. How exciting. Thank you so much. And there we have it. Another episode of the Enthusiasm Co podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy the chat and you think that others might do too, you might know what I'm about to say. If you could spare a minute or two of your time, please do head to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a rating and a review for the Enthusiasm Co. It means the world because it lets Apple know that I'm a podcast worth listening to and it shows me to other people. So thank you so much in advance for that. I read every single one. And also, if you would like to follow The Enthusiast & Co and see more updates, you can head to theenthusiast.co and on Instagram, theenthusiast&co to see and hear more. Until next time. 